Okay, I'm back. And yes, so look, in the, in the episode coming up, I speak about everything in the universe being energy states, but I'm, I actually dig in a little bit and try and just try and find words. You know, well, actually, I'm stealing words, you know, from uh, greater minds than mine. You know, greater, greater minds, M-I-N-D-S, the mind. Um, I'll just use their words. They're good words. Okay, so, you know, a couple of the words I've already used is the photon, you know, which is a type of uh, radiation. You know, these are English words to describe uh, how these energy states are moving, you know. And I don't think a photon is an energy. I think it has an energy, you know. But where I've been lazy, I'm just using the phrase energy state just to say, listen, an electron is an... Uh, sorry, a photon is an energy state, you know, because it has energy, verb, you know, and it's a state within the universe, so that's a noun, you know. So it's an energy state sort of thing, you know. Well, the energy was an adjective then, wasn't it? Anyway, an energetic state, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter what the grammar is. Um, I'm using this catch-all phrase, energy state, to describe a photon without actually knowing what a photon is. I just know it's got certain properties and I know it hasn't got a charge, an electronic charge, and I know it hasn't got mass. And then there's this other energy state, you know, which I'm sure if I could get inside it, if I could get myself that small, it would be all buzzy and fluky and, you know, uh, zapping about and, you know, things disappearing and appearing and all that sort of stuff. It wouldn't feel very solid, I bet, if I was inside an electron. It'd be a really strange thing, you know. Um, you know, like the weirdest kind of um, YouTube hippie sort of clip you ever imagine. Things appearing, things disappearing, you know. You know, and all this sort of strange stuff. I don't know what an electron is deep down, but I know something about whatever it is, is such that it has got a charge. And it's got um, gravity. Those two properties, which a photon doesn't have. I know hippies don't get very deeply into what that means, the difference, the fact that there are different types of energy state, you know, the electron and the, um, and what's the other one? The photon of light, you know, electron and photon. Um, You know, they just say, just tap into its vibrations. You don't need to know what it is. Well, if I ever want to solve climate change, I do know, do want to know what it is, you know. Okay, so that's that. Um, Now, um, so different types of energy state. And because this um, electron has the power to warp space in a way that a photon doesn't warp space as far as I know anyway Um, and because this electron warps space in such a way that it attracts other electrons that are warping space towards it and vice versa we give that property we we try and describe what that property is and we call it gravity this um, this kind of attractive force you know this force um, attracting um, one electron to another and vice versa, you know. And the same goes for, you know, a crowbar thrown out of an aeroplane at 10,000 feet um, is warping space, I suppose, um, 
you know, complicated by the fact that there's an atmosphere around it, but just whatever. You know, the formulas don't have to be simple. Um, it warps space in such a way that it is attracting the Earth up to it, and the Earth itself is huge, you know, and it is warping space in a huge way, um, such that we, um, we even refer to that space warping, or whatever you want to call it, as a gravitational field that the Earth is setting up around itself. Yeah, look, the crowbar's setting up a gravitational field around itself too, but that's a very small one, you know. Um, but the point is, the, uh, the Earth is um, exerting a gra- is setting up a much stronger gravitational field simply because it's bigger than a crowbar, you know. And then the crowbar is attracted towards the Earth and the Earth is attracted towards the crowbar. And, you know, we come up with English words for that too. Um, and we say that, um, well, relative to the Earth, um, the crowbar has a mass. You know, mass is, I think, mass, the word mass, is um, something to do with the strength with which, you know, um, the, the, the crowbar, you know, is attracted to the Earth, you know. Um, you know, uh, weight is another one, you know, which is the mass times the gravitational field of the Earth, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but it doesn't really matter all the detail. All I'm saying is that things that have this quality within them, you know, right down in their atoms, you know, in the electrons and in the protons and the neutrons, you know, and all that sort of stuff. If you got inside those little buggers, they'd be pretty weird too, just like in the, inside the electron. In, and uh, the proton has actually got a positive charge. It's very similar to the electron, except it's bigger, a lot bigger. And, uh, but it has some properties that the photon doesn't have too, you know? Now, I call all these things energy states because I haven't got a better word. I haven't got a better phrase. I haven't got a better English word to describe them. I'm just calling them energy states. I don't know if they're energy states or not. Protons, electrons, and neutrons. There's something. All I can say is there's something weird, you know. And, and so are photons, you know. I just don't know what they are. And I've just got, I just use this catch-all lazy phrase the end their energy states you know in the coming episode only because i have got a i like i like that because it gets away from the idea that things are solid in this universe and we're kind of used to the phrase energy state and it's probably not deadly accurate but just imagine what i'm actually saying is everything in the universe is a is a head spinningly weird state you know that we don't understand you know i could do that but that's not catchy so i'll just call everything an energy state so electrons are an energy state you know um if you could get back inside them um and, and a proton is an energy state and a neutron is an energy state you know everything's an energy state um and um so on so forth you know and you know i even compare the different energy states and einstein actually came up with a formula that um shows that the photon, which is one type of energy state, which I'll call radiation, um, or and I'll just call it energy, you know, um, the energy of radiation, you know, for example, energy um, of a photon, for example, equals um, the uh, the what, what is it? The energy state, the mass, you know, the gravitational sort of um, 
attractiveness, if you like, of a proton or an electron or whatever, look, E equals mc squared is what I'm getting at, you know. So the two different energy states um, are related. One can convert into the other. I chat about that in the episode coming up. But getting back to what I started with, um, lazily, I call everything in the universe an energy state, whether that be an electron, which has a property of what we call mass, um, and the property of um, a negative charge, electrically, and, uh, and a proton, which also has the property of mass. You know, that energy state has some sort of property that we call mass. Um, and, uh, and the photon has a property which makes it fly around at the speed of light and a property of having no mass and no electric charge. And, you know, a neutron has a property of mass but doesn't have the property of electrical charge. You know, all these different energy states, as I lazily call them in this episode, but what I mean is weird states, weird states, you know, godlike states, you know, whatever. Um, all the, they're all, they're all different, you know. And I think that's important if you ever want to invent an iPhone, you know, or a quantum computer, or solve climate change. You know. um, short of. Well, another thing, another option is to just make the hum, human race go extinct. That would work, maybe. But nothing, I'm not going to talk about it in this episode. But what happens to all the nuclear reactors all around the world? Wouldn't they all do a China syndrome slowly over the next hundred years if all humans went extinct tomorrow? And what would happen then, you know? Does the world need humans now just to keep an eye on those nuclear reactors? Ooh, that's a problem. Okay, so energy states, you know. I refer to everything as energy states. But don't get excited, hippies, because I, I, I notice different types of energy states. And there are, you know, when all the electrons, you know, the protons and the neutrons and the electrons get together and form an atom, and, um, um, and then a lot of those atoms all join together and become molecules, and all the molecules join together and become solids, for example. Um, look, that's just an English word, the word solid. And things are very solid, like a crowbar is very solid. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a perception word. It's a, you know, look, we know that deep down the crowbar is probably zippy zappy, weird energy states and not solid at all. But um, when all those weird zippy zappy things get together and uh, form a crowbar, it is solid um, because the word solid is describing how it appears to us. It doesn't matter what God thinks it is, you know. It matters what we think it is. And the word solid is a valid word, you know. Um, I don't think electrons and protons and neutrons are all that solid themselves, but when they bond together nice and strongly, they present to us as solid, you know. And I, I don't think... Um, you know, we like to think of things in our sort of everyday life that if something's got mass, you know, then it's probably a solid or a liquid or something. Now, I don't think something with mass really has those, um, you know, are solid right down in the proton level and all that sort of stuff. You know, even though a proton's got mass, I don't think it's solid per se. You know, solid is more a word that to us describes 
how things feel when we touch them, you know. After all, the electrons and protons and neutrons and atoms and molecules have all bonded together, you know. So solid is that, you know. But um, mass at a molecular level is a much smaller thing and presents to us in a different way. If we could get inside a, a um, proton, which does have mass, we wouldn't call it solid, I doubt. I doubt that we'd call it solid, but it's still massive. It's still got mass. It's still warping space and all that sort of stuff, you know. Anyway, so we've got all these things, protons, neutrons and electrons um, and photons and uh, and other things that I'm sure we'll, just, we'll get to. Um, and all these things are all, I call them energy states, but they're kind of weird states in the universe. Um, I like to call them energy states. I don't draw the conclusions that um, hippies so confidently draw that if you get a handle on them, it'll change your life. I don't, I don't do all that, you know. I'm not into astrology and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, or at least not in this podcast. Uh, and I have reached my destination, so on with the episode. Uh, and I'll just drop that whole line of thinking. Two different type <laughs> types of energy state in the universe. There might be others, but I, I, I focus on two. And one of those is uh, the energy that is carried by radiation. By that we mean, you know, photons of, you know, light or x-rays or microwaves. You know, the energy in that, the stuff that cooks your food or that once cooked Hiroshima in Japan and uh, cooked Nagasaki in Japan. Um, The energy that is carried by radiation, you know, radiation is kind of um, a burst of light or something similar like uh, uh, to that, you know, um, it doesn't have any mass, uh, it's a type of energy that has no mass, you know, it, it, it just flies along at the speed of light, you know, and, um, and, um, and cooks things, for example, you know, like if you go out in the sun, it'll cook your skin, that sort of thing. Okay, so that's one type of energy that I identify in this episode. Radiation. And in this episode, I also identify another type of energy, uh, which I can only sort of think of in my mind as a little packet of energy that you find in... A solid, you know, like an apple or a crowbar. Yeah, inside um, what we call solids. Don't worry about what we call them, but we call them solids. Inside a solid, you know, such as a cricket ball. Um, if you go deep, deep down into the cricket ball, there are things called atoms down there at the nano level, and those nan those atoms 
Yeah, if you go even deeper and you know, you've got electrons inside those atoms and you've got protons and neutrons, those sort of things down there, um, I wouldn't call them solids down there. The, the whole thing, the whole cricket ball presents as a solid to us, but forget about our perception of what things are, you know. If you go down into the nano level, deep, deep, deep inside the cricket ball, um, and you look down there, uh, it doesn't look so solid anymore. Uh, down there, it looks like little packets of energy, you know. But they're not the same as the energy that is the radiation that I talked about before. This is a different type of energy, uh, you know, little packets of energy. These atoms, these packets of energy, that we call atoms, have, they behave differently than the radiation that I was talking about before. They behave differently. So, you know, you can't just lump them all together. Not yet, anyway. One day we might be able to find something, you know, a way to lump them together. Well, Einstein did a little bit. He found a relationship between the two of them anyway. And energy. And when you put something in the microwave, it's kind of not hard, you know, to... You know, you see the, the food dish turning around and around and around, and, um, and you know it's heating up in there. Um, but even as a child, you can sort of say, uh, energy is, is in that microwave somehow, bouncing around um, in there. Uh, and it's not a physical thing, per se. You know, it's not like billiard balls bouncing around. We can feel, and you know, we kind of get that, you know, that it's not billiard balls um, bouncing around in there. It's kind of something else. It's kind of a, a wavy type thing, you know, and a, a, a buzzy type thing, an energy type thing. Um, some, it's something that hasn't got any mass. You couldn't weigh it, you know. That's the way um, you, you can get that. You know, when you watch, when, when, when you see light rays coming from the sun, or from a light globe, um, or you know, when you watch something in the microwave heating up, and you can't see anything heating it up, but suddenly it starts bubbling, you know. Um, and uh, so you can get that that's energy, you know. So, all right, that's a type of energy that you can get. Now, uh, to my mind, you know, when I'm trying to make sense of it in my mind, uh, I, I say that's kind of massless energy, you know. It's energy that if you put it on the scales, it wouldn't weigh anything. It's, a, it's got no mass. Mass, whatever mass is, you know. Mass seems to be something slightly more solid than the energy I've just been talking about. Um, the microwaves that are zapping about and buzzing about inside the um, microwave oven look, we've been told that they haven't got mass, and I'm happy to believe that. I've never tried to weigh them, but I'm happy to believe that, you know. And we've been told that the light rays coming through space from the sun to the earth have uh, no mass. You know, they don't weigh anything. They're just sort of buzzy things, you know. They're energy states, zzz, zzz, you know, like that sort of thing, you know. Um, 
they're kind of ripples in space, you know, sort of, you know, there's something like that, you know, they're an odd sort of thing, but we get it, intuitively, we get it, yeah, and, um, and, um, and I think most people are very comfortable with that, you know, so that's basically what we call, in English, energy, energy, you know, as in energetic, lively, you know, energy, something lively, but something that doesn't kind of exist in terms of having mass, you know, but it does exist in terms of having energy. All right, so I'll just call that a, that sort of energy a buzzy thing, and I'd be happy to sort of describe all that to a child, even if that child did feel like committing suicide, as I did. Okay, but, you know, a child could buy that. But then I might say, and but then I say to Harley, you you asked about all the stuff that we're, I'm, you know, that you and I are looking around at now as we drive along. Um, hello, lamppost, hello, street, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, the road, you know, um, the steering wheel, you know, all that sort of stuff, the, the, the stuff that feels a lot more physical to us, the stuff that, you know, seems very solid to us, ourselves. You know, if I clap my hands and keep my hands on the wheel at the same time somehow, um, I'm like, oh, I'm just passing Arden Street and the North Melbourne players uh, should watch them train. The North Melbourne players are well into their pre-season. And... uh, yeah, Essendon is in a bit of trouble already. What are we? We're only in the middle of December, and uh, already, you know, we've still we've got injuries. Still, uh, we're all still worried about Joe Danaher's groin. You know, the whole of the Essendon community. You know, maybe fifty thousand of us. We're, we're all focusing on. We're all thinking about every day. We th- we're thinking about Joe Danaher's groin. We're worried about, um, uh, I think, um, Fantasia is, uh, has got still, you know, his legs. Uh, we've still got a few problems. Anyway, okay. So that's what I'd say to Harley, who by now is, uh, has, uh, is playing something very loud in her noise-cancelling Headphones because she didn't want to hear about Joe Danaher's groin yet again. Yeah. Um, now, um, so, um, so yeah, the solid things, um, the steel sort of bike racks that I see out there, and um, and the lamp, you know, the poles and all that sort of stuff. The car that I might crash into if I don't keep both hands on the wheel and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, all these things feel very solid. Yeah. Um, or they, they, they seem very solid. And they definitely do seem to have mass. Mass. You know, so they, they're not the same sort of um, thing as the energy that I talked about before. Surely, you know, is what I say to myself in my head. And as it turns out, all evidence would suggest that all these things that seem so solid to us... You know, even skyscrapers reaching up into the sky, you know, um, they are energy states too, by the look of it. From what I've heard, they are energy states too. 
Uh, now that's interesting. So if you were to go deep in, and I think most people are comfortable with this too, you know, because it's a long time since Einstein sort of started explaining all this sort of stuff to us. You know, it's about 100 years. You know? uh, so this is old news. But everything that, even the most solid stuff, like if you got two metal bars and banged them together, that would be like a really solid boing, you know, like a really solid collision between two very solid things. Um, but those two solid bars are not as solid as they seem. Like if you actually look deep into them, they are energy states themselves. Yeah. But so energy states that are where the, the little packets of energy deep inside them, you know, the atoms if you like, uh, are so um, strongly attracted to each other and tightly bound to each other that to us, see this is the problem, our perception, you know, we have these words like hard, hard is a word that we humans use to describe to us what seems to be uh, very, very solid things, but that's just our perception. But if you looked inside two steel crowbars um, under an electron microscope or something, uh, those, uh, they're actually, even the whole crowbar as a whole is, an, is a, a great big energy state. You know, it's like a buzzy thing, just like microwaves, but uh, microwaves are buzzing all around the place and if you open the microwave door, a few microwaves escape, you know, and they fly off into the universe, you know. Like if you, uh, now is that true? I think it is. If you open a microwave oven door for about a microsecond, a couple of microwaves do escape, you know, for a nanosecond, a few microwaves will escape out the door. As you open the door, we know this is true, I'll tell you a story in a second. Uh, right, so there's microwaves buzzing around inside a microwave, and uh, they're not really tightly, they're not stuck. You know, they're, they're, they're flying free. Look, they're bouncing off the walls, right? But you, when you open the microwave oven, and at the same time, whatever's creating those microwaves, you know, it's got a little um, microwave generator in there. Um, microwaves uh, was something that came out of World War II, I believe, the Americans. Uh, you know, for some military purpose, but then they discovered that they could use it for cooking. <laughs> you know, a lot of good inventions happened during the war. Um, but just as you open the microwave door, now at that instant, wow, there's no such thing as an instant, you see. Um, very quickly, uh, the microwave generator in the machine um, turns itself off, you know, because there's a switch there. Uh, but there's still a couple of microwaves still flying around that were generated before you started opening the door and they're still bouncing around in there. And as you open the door, they escape. Um, now, when they escape, if they're sort of headed, you know, they escape and you know, some of them actually fly right out your house. Uh, microwaves go through things, don't they? I mean, they, they can be absorbed by materials. But I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, that microwaves, yeah, they do go through things. Because, they, for example, they go into the cooking, don't they? So if you've got a, if you're cooking up some baked beans, uh, microwaves travel fairly easily, fairly easily, into the centre of the um, bowl full of 
baked beans, so they're going through matter, not too with not too much difficulty. I don't think I think they get absorbed fairly quickly. Uh, and the reason we know this is because they cook things, you know. So they do get absorbed by the baked beans. So I imagine the, the microwaves go through walls of houses very easily. Um, I would suspect that they do get through, you know, because walls of houses are kind of energy states in, in a way. If you're the size of an electron or a photon, for example, um, a solid wall of a house is actually mostly space and you could just cruise right on through it, you know. Um, you know, but as you're cruising through it, you might, ah, oh, no, there's an electron in my way. You know, if you're a microwave, you know, a photon, a, micro, a microwave photon, you know, a photon with a wavelength or, you know, of a microwave, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, you're cruising through, ah, oh, there's so much space, I'm just going right through this wall, it's no problem, you know. Look at all this, it's mostly space, and only a few, oh, no, there's an electron right in my way, ah, bang, you know, and you get absorbed. Yeah? And, um, you, you know, you hit that electron and excite it into a higher energy, it into a higher energy state around whatever atom it's around. And, um, yeah, and it goes, it goes um, one shell out <laughs> or something like that. Don't worry about all the detail. And um, so you've excited that atom and that atom is suddenly at a higher energy state. Oh, yeah, now it's, been, it's buzzing in a, in a much... Uh, faster way, oh, is that what's cooking the baked beans, you know, you start thinking along those lines, ah, oh, so the baked beans are actually buzzy things, you know, you start to say, ah, oh, it's all matter buzzy, you know, and so on and so forth, you know, um, but anyway, microwaves can get through solid, what we call solid materials, um, they just pass right on through, because solid, what we call solid materials are actually mostly space, you know, if you were, if you were the, look, if you were the size of a, an electron or a photon, of light, yeah. um, you would call them mostly space. Yeah. So a, a microwave could um, go right on through a house wall, I'm guessing, you know, if you're a physicist, correct me if I'm wrong, and head out into space and, and travel and keep traveling to a galaxy far, far away, you know. All right. Now, um, there was a funny, a funny thing happened at parks in the middle of Australia. Well, well it's in between. It's on the road from Melbourne to Brisbane, if you take the Newell Highway. Um, I've been there myself. And um, we've got a huge radio telescope there, uh, Australia. It was the one that actually captured the moon landing. You know? So Australia captured the moon landing and beamed it to the world back in 19-whatever it was, 69, was it? 70? Um, I was a kid. And... Um, and... Um, now there was a funny moment uh, because do you remember I just said that microwave escaped into space and headed to a galaxy far far away well maybe there's a planet far far away you know and that microwave and they've got a radio telescope on that planet and um, and you know it detects that microwave you know big telescope in the you know like you know those big things um, so you know and that microwave um, uh, detects that uh, is detected by that radio telescope and you know some sort of alien up, up there uh, says oh my goodness uh, a microwave well they probably wouldn't be excited about that but imagine if you um, opened and shut that microwave door every 10 seconds for 10 minutes just for fun you know you're a bit of a wag in the office and you go 
open, shut, open, shut, open, shut, you know. Uh, a little bit like my blinker here, which is running too fast because one of my blinkers has gone out, one of my bulbs has gone out. That's all buzzy stuff. Um, okay, and if you do that in a regular pattern, you know, that's obviously something, you know, where intelligent life form, you know, that's not natural, you know. You know you're doing that um, consciously. Yeah, and then a series of microwaves sort of flies into the universe at regular intervals, yeah, in such a way that can't be as explained by random um, means. And um, and that alien far far getting to what I'm, the point I'm making, um, that alien far far away says, "Oh my God, there's a pattern here. There must be intelligent life out there." You know what I mean? And he'd get very excited, would that um, alien. Um, and uh, he would say, there's intelligent life out there. Now, in reverse, we had that kind of situation in parks. What was happening is um, the radio telescope at parks was picking up microwaves and there seemed to be a pattern to it. Yeah. It was kind of in the morning. Yeah, it wasn't happening during the night. It was really weird. It happened, the, the radio telescope at parks were picking up microwaves at regular, in, in, in a sort of pattern. Um, almost like, you know, they, they detected a pattern. You know, and everyone was gazing, and for years, we Australians, were, our scientists, were gazing out into space saying, who is sending these microwaves our way? in a sort of, it's not random. There must be intelligent life out there. And we got really excited. We got really excited. Um, and um, and you could check this, Google it yourself. And it was, um, you know, the whole world scientific community was watching saying, all right, we've seen something odd that can't be explained. This is weird, you know. And, um, so yeah, very clever people. Well, obviously, you know, there's um, there's intelligent life forms out there, and we just have to find them. You know, so, so yeah, it would have been someone in the office like that. Um, but then they worked out, and then eventually someone tweaked, and it might have been the tea lady, uh, and uh, someone said, uh, "I think I've just worked it out. Um, it's happening around the time that people have a coffee break in the morning." And also when they have a coffee break at the afternoon, it's not happening during the night, I've got it. Um, it's downstairs, people are opening and shutting the microwave oven and a tiny little burst of microwaves escaping and it's hitting the radio telescope from behind, you know, from, from our tea room and the microwaves aren't coming from space and hitting the microwave and hitting the radio telescope from from that direction, it's coming up. It's coming up the ass of our radio telescope. It's not coming in the face, you know. And we, you know, and you can't tell which way it's coming, you know. Um, that's the answer. Our own microwave oven is doing this. There's nothing up there. Yeah. Well, according to this experiment, it was very embarrassing but they figured it out in the end. Hmm. All right, so that's that. I'll come back to what I was talking about after.
but uh, that was by way of introduction. And people say I've got no class. Uh, all right, now, um, okay. Oh, uh, well, that'll do yeah, for the first part of this uh, sub-series within the mini-series. Uh, just started to introduce the idea of two different types of energy in the universe, uh, which will end up prompting two different types of physics, as I understand it. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, okay, and the two types of energy I'm talking about here. There, look, energy can be thought of, can be thought of in a, a lot of different ways. You know, look, if one day we'll get to potential energy and kinetic energy and thermal energy and all sorts of things. But at the moment, I'm just focusing on two types of energy. Uh, one being um, the sort of energy that is uh, that you could find in a beam of light, you know, the energy that is carried by photons, and and you know, that sort of energy, um, and the energy state that is an atom, for example, within a solid you know, or a liquid or a gas. Yeah, that sort of energy. The energy that is, you know, a proton. The energy state that is a proton, and the energy state that is a neutron, and the energy state that is an electron, for example, you know. Um, and uh, I'll end up trying to um, argue that um, a photon of light is an energy state, you know, like... It, it has energy at least, and uh, and that a thing like a proton or a neutron or an electron also is an energy state. But I'm going to try and um, work out for me in my own head the idea that uh, these are different types of energy, and that the photon has a kind of massless energy is a massless energy state of some sort, and that an atom, uh, you know, like an oxygen atom or something, um, is an energy state that does have mass. Yeah. And some people just say, oh, it's all energy, you know, just, it's just all energy, no need to make any distinction, you know, but they do, they do sort of behave in different ways so I think we need to make a distinction and uh, and I'll chat about that in the next sort of episode and uh, and uh, the reason I need, we need to make a distinction I think is because the latter type of energy you know the little packets of energy that we call atoms um, they seem attracted to each other in a way that photons aren't so they're different types of energy uh, and that attraction that they have for each other is uh, what we call gravitational attraction you know so they are definitely surely a different type of energy than yeah the, the atoms are an energy state you know little packets of little packets of energy are those atoms um, uh, or two crowbars you know the, each of those two crowbars uh, energy states, you know, because they're just loaded up full of um, energy states that we call atoms and molecules and things like that. Okay, you've got two crowbars, 
they're, they're attracted to each other. They, they exert a gravitational force on each other. So whatever it is about those two um, packets of energy, crowbar number one and crowbar number two, yeah, whatever it is about those two packets of energy, um, those two packets of energy are different in nature than two different light rays which aren't exerting a gravitational force on each other you know imagine two 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 torches and you um and uh you turn them both on at the same time and um then they're not exerting you know the light rays that are coming out of those torches are not exerting um are they i don't think so any sort of gravitational force on each other you know um, and yet the other ones are. So we've got two different types of energy there. Uh, the energy that you find in light rays, for example, you know, photons moving along at the speed of light, um, and the energy that you find within crowbars, you know, that we call atoms. You know. And uh, because those atoms, those little packets of energy, are exerting a force on each other, um, that force they exert on each other, we kind of call we call that weight. You know, that, that's the that's the weight is just a fancy word for f- the force that um, two different pieces of matter exert on each other, um, and we usually reserve that word just in common sort of vernacular for the um, the force that exists between, for example, the Earth and a uh, crowbar dropped out of an aeroplane, you know. And the crowbar is attracted to the earth, you know, and we call that falling. Um, but what you've got there is two, two energy states, one called the earth and the other called the crowbar, and they are, ex- they are a very special type of energy state in as much as they, they seem to know each other is there and they are attracting each other to the other. So the crowbar is attracting the earth up to it and the earth is attracting the crowbar down to it. And because the crowbar is a lot smaller, we say the crowbar is falling you know, towards the earth, but it's actually just being attracted towards the earth, you know. And, um, and so the behavior of that type of energy, what we call matter, atoms, that type of energy, the behavior of that type of energy um, involves a property that we have noticed, because we see things falling to the earth all the time, we have noticed called gravity. Yeah, we call it gravity. Look, Newton called it gravity. Okay, so that type of energy has got that property. So we distinguish that from the other type of energy that we've noticed in the universe, which is for example, light and microwaves and all that sort of stuff, which don't have that property. So they're two different types of energy, whichever way you slice it, as far as I know. So I have to think about that. And I'll think about that in the coming episodes. Um, Two different types of energy. One with gravity. One possessing gravity, this strange property called gravity. And one that doesn't. Um, contain this property called gravity. Yeah. Um, and the one that does contain gravity, that energy state, uh, we tend to call that mass, matter. 
you know. That's just our word for it. It's still an energy state, but we call it matter and mass. And we, you know, and in the vernacular we say, you know, stuff that's made of that type of energy state tends to feel solid to us, you know, because the energy, you know, or liquid or gaseous, you know. So that sort of energy state called matter to us seems um, to be solid or if it's not uh, you know, liquid or gas, you know. Whereas the other type of energy state, you know, light, for example, or microwaves, you know, or X-rays and things like that, you know, photons of electromagnetic uh, radiation flying around, that type of energy we tend to not call mass. We give that a special... Um, we refer that into other using other words words other than you know mass or matter um, that other type of energy we tend to call what do we call it you know light you know, microwaves radiation you know we've got words for that okay so two different categories of energy on the one hand matter which is really just an energy state but a special energy state because it's got gravity in it and the other type of um, energy state, which we tend to call radiation. Okay. So I want to just get to the bottom of those two different energy states and, um, and what is the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, now, the, f- the, the, the one that's like the light rays and everything like that, and microwaves and x-rays, we, you know, E for energy, we usually refer to all that stuff as you know that stuff's got energy e and the other one the other energy state you know that we tend to call you know solids liquids and gases you know atoms molecules and all that sort of stuff well given that you can you know that that sort of stuff um tends to be attracted to each other we say it's got mass you know um and um, the mass of an object is the force of its attraction to another thing, you know what I mean? Um, the more, the bigger two pieces of matter are, the more force they exert on each other. And, um, and the letter we give that is M. So, you know, the, the radiation, we tend to, the, elect, the energy in the radiation, that sort of energy state, uh, we refer to as E. And um, the other energy state, you know, which is kind of those buzzy little atoms way, way down inside a crowbar, we give a letter called M, E and M. And Einstein worked out that um, the two different energy states, because one can convert into the other and the other can convert into the one, you know, they can, they can actually convert into each other. And Einstein um, said... Um, that the relationship between those two energy states is defined by the formula E equals MC squared. E, M, remember? E equals M multiplied by the speed of light squared. Yeah. Um, I won't get into the units of measurement and all that sort of stuff, you know, what all that means, but, you know. Um, but... Uh, a small amount of mass will create a large amount of energy is what that means. A small amount of mass, if that's converted into energy, what you do is you multiply that mass 
by the speed of light, which is a really big number, by the speed of light again, and uh, that, that tells you how much energy will re- be released if that bit of matter, even if it's tiny, is um, converted into energy. You know? And, um, you know, hence Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, kaboom! You know, tiny little bomb, whole city blown up. You know, that sort of stuff. That's what E equals MC squared is all about. It's a, um, so you've got two different types of energy state. You've got what we call energy of, you know, radiation. Um, and then you've got matter, mass. You know? um, so they're the two types of energy state. But they're all energy states, but one's special because one contains gravity. And as soon as that one is converted into the one that hasn't got gravity, it releases a lot of energy, you know. Okay, so... I think that's enough for now. It is.